Okay. Ready? We'll do a, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do but you gotta do the ands. One and two and three and four. That? Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, nope. here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Well, I know that you were because you were texting me probably everything going through your mind. I was getting like your mind. Are we already starting now? Is this the way we're starting? We've started. (laughs) This is like uh, Maynard from Tool. The way he gets going. He's like, oh, you're already undressed? Okay. Oh, boy. What? Well, you sent me that article about Maynard from Tool. Well, it's alleged. He denies it. She can't prove it. It was 20 years ago. What do you do in this culture when you're accused of something like that and you can't prove it either way? Well, this is the way I look at it, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's plenty of smoke when it comes to Maynard. And here's the deal. Like, her idea of what went on and his idea of what what went on are like different, but they're probably the same thing. Well, it's just a, he said, she said, what do you do? What can you do? No, I'm saying he had an idea of what that experience was. She had an idea of what that experience was. They were the same thing. They just had different ideas about what happened. Her idea was that this thing happened. His idea was that never happened. Not we both did a thing, but you're framing it differently. Well, he's saying I never met this chick. He goes, oh, I've had sex with 50,000 women, but I didn't have sex with this 50,001th women. No, that guy doesn't have any idea who he's had sex with. He's had sex with so many people, and I know because I know him well, she, real well. So, I don't know him at all. I'm just making shit up. I guess the context would be Mary James Keenan is the lead singer of the rock band Tool and A Perfect Circle and Pucifer. And Pucifer? I hardly knew Sifer. <laughs> there you go. That joke dates all the way back to... 2015? No, 2019. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that. Um, well, when you take the name and make it Schneider. I hardly bite her. Exactly. I hardly. Anyway, in the in sort of the wake of the Harvey Weinstein Me Too stuff, this chick came out and said that in the year 2000, 20 years ago or something, that Maynard James Keenan raped her on his tour bus. It was actually the year 5555. It was the year 2112. In the year 5555. So, you know, <laughs> are you already looking at your watch to see how long we've been on? No, yeah. I was looking at my phone. My oh. phone's blowing up. I have a really kind of insane couple of days coming up. Oh, but no one even knows this. This is our first episode where we're actually in the same room together. I know, but they all sound like we're in the same room together because we're the masters of audio. Our audio sounds pretty good. Really good. I think that when people, unfortunately, people ask me all the time now about how to do podcasts. Oh, they do. Because I have one, a Metallica one. And I, one of the first things I tell them is, please consider if you're really funny or not. If you're, you know, like just if you think you and your buddy are funny, you probably aren't. So really assess that before you jump in. <laughs> but yeah, everybody thinks they're really funny. Everyone thinks they should start a podcast and it's going to be like Mark Marin. Well, the good thing is there's not a lot of podcasts now. So if oh, this a, is a good time to get a really into the small, game. It's a really small playing field. Yeah. But the second thing I always say because is... Because there are like three or four people in the world that don't have podcasts yet. So there is a 
There's some Small, room. There's some room to grow. But I always tell them invest in it sounding good because even if you are funny, yeah, or maybe highly intelligent on a certain subject that's really interesting, if you can't fucking get through it audio wise, then what's the point? Yeah, I mean, I have a couple buddies. I won't mention their name, Steve Poltz, who have mm-hmm. podcasts and the audio is bad. I can't listen to that shit. Right. Plus, they're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad combo. Uninteresting, not funny, sounds bad. Yeah, and not attractive and insane. Right. Steve Poltz. Right. He is attractive. Yeah, if you're a... F- Which I am. If you're an alien and you're looking to eat a human being... Because he's got a lot of lean muscle mass. I didn't mean just physically, though. He's charming and funny and talented. I love Steve Poltz. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Is he insane? Yes. Is he funny? Mm. He's pretty funny. Sometimes. He can be. He can tell a good yarn. Well, here's why I know you're in luck. Because here are the chances that Steve Poltz listens to this podcast. Zero. 100 zeros in a row. (laughs) Whatever that adds up to. I love it, though. That's my new favorite go-to now. How many shits do you give? Oh, I don't know, 100 <laughs> zeros in a row? <laughs> How many is that? You think you keep adding the zeros that something <laughs> will happen, something will accrue, but it just never does. Well, if you add 100 zeros and then add a one at the end, you're at one, by the way. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's and one shit. You're up 100%. Yeah. That's 100% one shit. I love when we do math. On the on the show. God damn it! We should start a math podcast <laughs> called with, with no jokes, mass, <laughs> <laughs> mass and no jokes, bitch. We should call it a hundred zeros in a row. Mm, there you go. Just a hundred zeros. <laughs> oh, I like that you with just Clinton Bob. I like that you just confused a zero with the letter O. Well. It's easy to do if you see an O and a zero. You like, got to just say zero, 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 zero. What am zero. I, like a Tron? Yeah. If I you see are, an O Yes, and... you are a Tron. What? You are a... You said, what am I, a Tron? I'm just saying, I'm not a robot. If I see a zero or an O, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's an O, bitch. That ain't a zero. Because I'm a nerd. Yeah. So you played in Nashville last night, which is why you're here in my studio today. Yeah. How'd it go? You said it went great. Yeah, a hundred, one hundred percent, one hundred, one hundreds in a row, one hundred, one hundred percent. So okay, pretty lot, pretty high. Yeah, a billion trillion, mm-hmm. whatever that is. A million. It was good. A billion trillions, a million. <laughs> it was as good as Muse if they did acoustic solo. Well, they don't. No, that was good. Chances of you of anyone seeing a stripped down acoustic Muse show are pretty low. Yeah. They need all that bombast. Man, those guys. You don't want to fall. You were with me, right, when we saw yeah. Muse together? Yeah. It was like, at I a, don't want to be the band going on. It was at outside, outside Lands in San Francisco. Holy shit. What year was that, 2013? Year 55, 55. 21, 21, 12. <laughs> in 55, 55. That's not even the year of that song. What song is that? It's some classic rock song. In the year... 55, 55. So according to the song, what's happening in the year 55, 55? I don't know. I don't even think that's the year. In the year 25, 
Well, doesn't Rush have a concept record called 2112? Is that what you're thinking about? No. In the year 2112. Does that sound right? No. So it is 5555. I think it's 5555. Maybe you're thinking about Sammy Hagar's I Can't Drive 55. Oh, in the year 2525. By whom? By American pop rock duo Zagger and Evans. Jesus. In the year 5555, your arms are In the year 2525, look at these yo-hos. That's actually if you and me lived in the 60s and we had a pop duo group, we'd look just like those guys. We'd be like Zevon and Yogo. What are they called? Zagger and Evans. <laughs> and here are the lyrics. In the year 2525, if man is still... Uh, what? If man is still alive, if woman can survive, <laughs> they may find in the year 3535... Oh, so there is a year fifty five fifty five in this song. It's every fucking verse they like move they, ahead in time. Okay, great. Fuck these guys. Well, let's hear what's happening in all the associated years. In the Anyways, in the year 3535, ain't gonna need to tell the truth, tell no lie. Everything you think, do, and say is in a pill you Mm. took today. And then in 4545, you ain't gonna need your teeth, won't need your eyes, you won't need, you won't find a thing to chew. Nobody's gonna look at you in the year 5555. I love it. I actually love it. Your arms hanging limp at your sides, your legs got nothing to do, some machines doing that for you. This these guys are fucking the pretty, Nostradamus. Pretty prescient, right? Like pretty smart. All right, well, they're going all the way. By the way, it's going to skip ahead a lot here in a minute. So sixty-five, sixty-five. You don't need no husband. Uh, I feel like that could have been an earlier verse. Won't need no wife. You'll pick your son, pick your daughter too, from the bottom of a long glass tube. Wow, we're already doing that. Jeez, when uh, did this song come out? In the year twenty fifteen. Four years ago, in the year, all right. Now we're like seventy-five, ten. They're like, uh, we ran out of shit to rhyme with five. Let's get another rhyme scheme. Yeah, let's go with ten this time. I would have gone with three. There's nothing else rhymes with five that they haven't said in this. Right. So now ten. If God's a coming, he ought to make it by then. Oh, I guess it takes a long time for God to get from heaven to the earth in approximately five thousand years. Wow, that's a long trip. Maybe he'll look around himself and say, guess it's time for the judgment day. And then in 8510, a thousand years later, God's going to shake his mighty head and he's going to realize, oh, I've got flakes. Time to use some head and shoulders. Okay. Uh, That's probably my favorite. Oh, no, he's, no he's not going to do that. He's actually going to fuck man up hard and he's going to tear it down and start again. And then in 9595. Jesus. Uh. 
Anyways, who fucking cares? Those dudes were doing drugs. Here's what everybody was doing. Here's what they didn't have back then. Netflix. Zagar and Elliot. if they had Netflix, people would be like, they'd get about verse two and they go, fuck you. I'm watching some shit I'm on watching Netflix. House of Cards. I'm, watch- I'm doing anything except for listening to the rest of this fucking song. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Luckily, those people were born in fucking 1965. Yeah, but you forgot to read verse 12, which is in 2019, two dudes who are doing a podcast will read this on their phone computer. In the year 2019, after talking about a hundred zeros, these guys will read all the lyrics from a small computer in their hand like future monsters. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Schneider, working his magic, working his craft. I just wrote the fucking... <laughs> the sequel. The sequel in the year 2019. Oh, co-write. No co-write. I no, wrote it. No co-write. <laughs> I wrote it, bitch. Hey, man. You're in the room, so you get co-write. If you're in the room, that's how it works. Oh, man. How's that coffee? Pretty good. Were you had a coffee? Is it gone? Yeah, because I'm a pro, and I drink my coffee before I do the podcast. Oh, okay. Whereas you're just like... <laughs> Mm, yeah, that's some delicious coffee. I'm going to have this coffee and then a LaCroix right after it. The wonderful thing about doing this podcast when you're in the room is I get to see the disdain on your face. Mm-hmm. And when we do it over the phone, I miss all this. What do you imagine I'm doing? Just nodding and smiling the whole time? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I definitely don't see the pained expression on your face, which makes it so much more fun. Uh, we should just do this like FaceTime. Well, I'm I flew in from Detroit this morning and I'm under a lot of stress with my day job. So, which by the way, we have some emails and someone asked me about so everyone knows you, you're the guy that people come to the show to. And there are a few people who are curious about why the hell we you and I talk and what I do. Someone sent an email asking. All right, well, let's answer it for that person. You got Exorcist as your screensaver? Yeah, I'm I'm in your studio and I'm looking around and the central theme is death. Yes, correct. Yeah, that's right. I have about 18 artisans skulls in here. Here's the deal, though. Once you kind of are a skull guy, like you like a few skulls, people give you skulls all the time. Yeah, most of these were given to me. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Craig Soderberg says, hey there, Clint. Love the podcast. Professional musician also. So I relate to a lot of what your topics, the band life, road life. Trying to maintain a normal relationship, etc. Bob's been my favorite artist since I was introduced to I'm Good Now about 15 years ago. So I know a lot about his career. Known about you as his guitarist. I think you were playing with Bob the first time I saw him live uh, at Belly Up. Oh yeah, probably so. Uh, curious about the things you do or have done as a professional musician. You talk about being a songwriter, going on the road, but never in specifics. When I check out your YouTube channel, there are only a few videos of you doing covers. Can you share with us some songs you've written? And talk about bands you travel with. So just briefly, guitar player, traveling guitar player. That's how I met Bob. I was playing with another guy named Griffin House. Played with Bob for a long time. Played on some of his records with him. And that's what I do all around. Now I play for a country guy named Rodney Atkins. I'm his band leader. And then we tour. We're basically on tour every Thursday through Sunday. And then I write for a publishing company called Rough Trade Publishing. And I write songs for film and TV and country artists and whatever. So hopefully that, hopefully that helps. 
And also, if you want more info, check out your Metal Up Your Podcast because you do have some episodes where you just play songs that you've written and talk about them. So That's true. So the Metal Up Your Podcast thing I do, there's a thing called Metal Up Your Podcast Radio where it's like a radio show. And sometimes I play some of my favorite songs from the 70s or I play songs of people's records I've played on like Bob's. And then I think there's a few episodes where I play my original music. So Check that out. Yeah, you can check all that out. So... Is that it? That was the one email question? We have more emails, but that's the... I just wanted to get into... Um, I feel like we answered that pretty thoroughly. We did. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to the next one. You want to read another email? I'd like to. If you're down. Uh, sure, of course. Are you down to brown? I like that we, we're producing the show is as down it's happening. To, is down to brown an actual thing? In the pornography field, I believe so, yes. What, what's it mean? I don't know. <laughs> I think we can both take a gander at what it might mean. I'd rather, not, I'd rather not take a gander. I'll take a guess. What's a gander? A look-see. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you down to brown? Yeah, you know me. Yeah. You DTB? Yeah, you know me. Isn't there a football team called the Browns? Maybe. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns. You down to brown town? <laughs> <laughs> That's an unfortunate name for a team. The Cleveland Browns. Do you know that? Oh my God. I was listening to the um, Alec Baldwin podcast this morning. And you know, the, the, there's this movie called The Human Centipede, right? You familiar uh, with these? I'm familiar with it because you've explained the movie to me yeah. in full graphic detail numerous I'm times. kind of a fan. It's weird. I'm it's weird kind to realize. Of a fan? I kind you've of seen all of the movies more than once. Yeah, I've seen them all twice. Good but God. that's it, though. And I probably won't do it again. But the director of those films, this guy named Tom Six, is, as you can probably imagine, a very eccentric person. Tom Six is definitely DTB. He's down to brown. He's down to brown. But Alec Baldwin was asking, like, so what is kind of the work you did before the Human Centipede? Because Human Centipede is kind of a cult classic. And he's like, oh, he's a Dutch guy. I can't do the accent. But he's like, I have this friend. Have you gave? Please try to do the Dutch accent. I have these uh, who, a few. Uh, <laughs> I have these few friends who are gay, and uh, they were in the gay club in Amsterdam, and uh, I wanted to make a film about uh, that life, and so I made that about the pill popping and all the sex, and so I made this film about uh, uh, the, the gay clubs, and I said, and Obama goes, "What's it called?" And he says, gay, "It's called Gay Amsterdam." And that's what he called it. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, you didn't really vary from the theme much in the title, did you?" Like he called the movie Gay Amsterdam. How many things was Alec Baldwin thinking at that moment that he could have said that were super funny and he just said, I'm going to stay pro on this one? He He's funny, but not in that way. He's not a funny, like, ha-ha, pun kind of... Well, he tries to stay on target, too, when he's doing his... When he's interviewing people and he's not the guest, he's pretty good about, like, not going off into funny land. But when he's the guest, oh, my God. Nobody's funnier. He's great on that comedians and cars getting coffee. Oh, he's so good. Do you listen to his podcast? Here's the deal. Yeah, it's good. I've listened to it for years. Have you seen the actual show now that he's doing on ABC? No, it's rough. What is it? It's just him interviewing people. Like it's like here's oh, like the, a talk show. It's like here's the deal, but he sits down with people and something about it. The look of it's real weird. It, it it's supposed to be like throwback to the seventies. Oh, that's weird. But it's basically the same exact format. <laughs> Yeah, but there's something about a podcast. There's something about having people's voices in your, like, coming through your headphones or through in your car, and you're imagining it. That's different than when you're looking at somebody. Right. It's like a different thing. It has a magic to it. Do you remember when I was on the road with you one of the last times, and uh, 
fans of the metal podcast would come to our shows. Right. Because I would put it out there, and I like to say hey to these people, especially people who support the show on Patreon. Which I was always like amazed that you would do that. <laughs> yeah. One of the most common things that people say when I meet them from the podcast is they, it's weird for them to see my face and hear my voice. Right. What's the weirdest, like, you ever get any of that with fans? When they finally meet you, they're like, oh, you're different than I thought you'd be talking to you. You're so much younger and thinner than you look right. in your pictures. More beautiful and attractive. <laughs> yeah. Smell better. Like, that Photoshop picture of you does you no justice. You're so much younger and so much thinner. Like, what? How, but why I wonder, do you do that? One of the things I don't think people who don't know you would be surprised is how, su- how sweet you are, really. Because your stage thing is such a like kind of like funny and edgy, blah, blah, blah. If you're doing, especially if you're doing like scabs material. And then if they talk to you, you're kind of just a nice sweetie pie. Well, I mean, I'm I'm there to entertain people. And part of what I like to do when I'm entertaining is say funny things. Or at least, even if they're not funny, at least like kind of wake people up. I just want to say something scintillating or exciting or naughty or anything just to kind of wake people up. Because the last thing I want to do is be boring. Yeah. So I think people, when they see me do that on stage, they're like, oh, that's the way he is all the time. And even on this podcast, I'm still like aware that there's an audience and I'm trying to be funny or I'm trying to be entertaining. And even on this podcast, um, at least at first, usually, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not really being truly me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm, I mean, I think of myself as a nice person. You have to be a nice person unless you're a psychopath or, a, you know sociopath yeah because if you're not then you're just gonna hate yourself all the time right and so yeah i'm i'm always shocked by people like who are who are unnecessarily mean like yeah it's it's weird it is weird like what's the end game like even if you get what you think you want you're going to be miserable yeah you're gonna feel bad and it you it just you have to exert so much energy to be mean I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a it's it's just one of those things you learn from your parents because when you're a kid, your parents are mean to you because they want you to behave, and then you're like, okay, to be. I don't know why I said you're behave. Saying, yeah. When you're a young kid and you're like, oh, taught to behave because they want you to behave. I, fuck, man, I like transgressed. That was so funny because I regressed to like a four-year-old you, kid from North Carolina. You weren't trying to be funny, and you just I wasn't said trying behave to be like funny. a. You said behave like an I do declare like a like I an old Southern. Went, no, I went Forrest Gump because they want you to behave. I'm not a smart man, but I know how to say behaved. <laughs> <laughs> when my father, you do the for you got to start the Forrest Gump, and then I otherwise I can't do it. Uh, from that time on. If I was going somewhere, I was running. There it is. Running. Running on empty, Jenny. In the year 2525. <laughs> if man is still alive. If women can survive. Because they want you to behave. All right, what were we talking about? Um, Who cares? Are well, we out of time yet? We got to be getting close. We got no. We got about eight minutes. Good God! I think it's easy to be mean in like a spousal relationship. Sometimes that's the easiest path. Just be mean because you then you don't have to deal with it. But I think in general in society, people who want to like be mean about art or records or podcasts, leave a bad review, be scathing. That's a meanness that takes an energy. I don't really understand. If I don't like a thing, mm-hmm. I just move on. I don't leave. Do you leave bad reviews on things? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't understand anybody who does that. Me like either. anybody who leaves a comment, 
I'm like, what? So weird. Why are you doing that? Why? Like, we're dealing with this, which, by the way, if you like the show, go leave a positive review. If you don't like the show, don't do anything. But so sometimes, like, people will, you'll, you'll see it's like a four-star review, and you're like, fuck. And you read it, it's all glowing. It's all, we love it, hilarious. Yeah. Four stars, leave the five. <laughs> and by the way, if it's less than five, don't leave anything. Uh, I'm with you. It is weird. It is just weird that anybody would take the time to do that. I don't get it. Let's let's uh, read one more email here on this episode. All Hi, right. Clinton Bob. This is from Jeff Valander. Love the podcast. Find myself laughing quite a bit on the banter you have with each other. Sitting here watching the Grammys and just wondering what your impressions are, or if you even watch the show. Since you're in the biz, would love to hear your takes. Keep up the good work, JV. Hi, JV. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Uh, hello, JV. Thank first first and foremost. Thank you, <clears throat> JV. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving the review. Thank you for sending the email. A podcast is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, especially with the I'm okay, you're okay. Sometimes I'm okay, and sometimes you're okay, but sometimes I'm not okay, and sometimes you're not okay. We're just covering all the bases. We're co- covering all the bases because we're in the biz. Because they want you to behave. I don't watch the Grammys. Guess who's not watching the motherfucking Grammys? <laughs> Uh, you. B. Motherfucking Schnitty. No. Guess when I'm gonna watch the Grammys? When I'm on the Grammys <laughs> and I'm watching myself on the Grammys. Right. On the DVR. Right. Until then, unless, just trust me when I say this, I'm, I'm filled with a fiery fury anger. I don't need to stoke it. By watching the Grammys. Are you trying to win an Oscar right now? Have we? <laughs> I'm filled. I'm I'm Michael Caine, filled with fiery fury, anger. Oh. <clears throat> I'm Michael Caine. Um, but trust me when I say this. I'm filled with fiery fury, anger. I don't need to watch me some Grams to stoke the furious fiery flames of anger. Like all I have to do is have a simple conversation with my lovely wife to feel the fury And that was the latest season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> you sound like a Game of Thrones guy. I don't know what just happened. Are we out of time yet? We gotta be out of time. We have five minutes. Are you serious? That was only three minutes. That's that <laughs> or was do like you want to do you want to <laughs> no, leave? No, I know. I just don't want to go. I don't want to go over time. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on the time. Okay. I can't believe that was three minutes. That of that you was, doing that voice? No, that was ten seconds. Yeah, that wasn't long, but it was seemed longer. Seemed as long I mean, as that Zagger. We can get out of here anytime we want. No, we I can know. Stop. I know. No, no, I'm having a good time. Are you? You keep asking if we're out of time. Man, I got hired to do this uh, groundbreaking ceremony uh, in my neighborhood, and at first they were like, "Hey, we're gonna we're we're building this new entertainment complex. We want you to come play it for free." And I was like, "Hmm, no." And then they're like, "Well, <laughs> we'll give you a little bit of money," and I'm like, "No." What's the maximum amount of money? Oh, that? Okay, I'll come do it. Because those things are horrible. I get down there, 
Because here's who's not there. My fans. You know who is there? People who don't give. People who give zero and then stack 99 more of those behind mm-hmm. there. Yep. Shits about Bishnit. I'm familiar with that feeling. So you got to charge a lot of money for those gigs. Yeah. So I get up there and they're like, no intro. Just get up on stage with your guitar solo in a tent full of people that are all talking. And play Boom Boom Baby. <laughs> no, they're all talking. They're like, okay, just play some songs. Like, and I'm supposed to play for like an hour or maybe it was 45 minutes, whatever it was. It was like 12 songs that I had, you know, planned to play. And sure enough, I play my first song. Nobody's listening at all. And when nobody's listening like that and they're just ignoring me, it almost like it goes beyond anger. Like I just get to like where it's just funny to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been there. Because it's too much. It's too much to be angry it's too, about. It's too painful almost. You have yeah. to just get yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I something breaks in me, and then I'm just like oh, okay, and then I did that same thing that Bill Burr did. Where I'm like okay, cool. That was one song, and now I've got eleven songs to go. Mm-hmm. So let's do song number two. Yeah. And then I did song number two. And I'm like okay, that was song number two. Now I've got three, and then I've got. And they're still not paying attention. Oh, no, they're not paying attention. And then eventually I was telling people that if they didn't start listening, because there was a bunch of police there for some reason, there was like maybe six or seven armed Austin police officers there. And at some point I was like, hey, uh, we're going to do a little sing along here. Now, these Austin police officers are real bored and they want to shoot somebody. (laughs) And uh, I've been instructed uh, to inform you that if you don't participate and shut the fuck up on this next song they're going to start shooting people dead and the officers the police officers are listening to this and they're kind of laughing because they're kind of like yeah we do want to shoot some people like a pretty funny b we do want to do that for sure but the people they want to kill aren't where you live though they don't care they just want to use their guns they don't get to use them very often right so i mean obviously they're not going to shoot anybody but it was funny they they, luckily, the police officers thought it was amusing. Well, I'm happy to hear that that story ended positively. I wasn't sure where it was going to go. Oh, yeah. The police officer shot a bunch of people, <laughs> and then I went to jail for forever. <laughs> and I just got out of we're, jail. We're now conducting the podcast through the glass. Well, let's wrap this one up. Um, I do think on the next week's episode, we will be addressing the Ryan Adams controversy. We've gotten some emails about that. And uh, we're going to talk about that. So stay tuned for next week. Go listen to Bob's other podcast, Song Game. I've got another Metallica podcast called Metal Up Your Podcast. And uh, leave us the positive review and send us an email, bobandclint at gmo.com. Peace. Peace. Because they want you to behave. Peace.